Okay, parachute's ready. Boy, the things I go through to get on all on rates as slow as 0.99% APR for 60 months on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. haven't done it in a while that's that's what happens when we haven't recorded in a while because not to be one more drink and not to be funny before we actually before you even got here i was like why do i feel kind of janky today like i feel i I was like i feel off kilter we're getting ready to do this podcast but anyway man what up world this is anthony roberts host of the reality is where filter becomes extinct alongside my calls this episode is no don't worry about it you you fucked it up hey y'all we ain't been on in about two weeks so if you know the podcast then you know how this shit goes man oh you, yeah well just, i didn't want to fuck up straight out the gate oh you fucked up straight out the gate even though we tried to get that out of the way you took two drinks you rehearsed the line two times because we hadn't talked about it in a while and you still blew that shit can i just it's almost like an easy speech can i just say <laughs> yeah go ahead and say it okay this episode is brought to you by roberts media group your resource for all things podcasting for more information and advertising opportunities, please visit us at robertsmediagroup.co. And we are legit, man. I know she sounded a little janky. I know. We are legit. We are very legit. If you've been following our work, you can tell that it's gotten better and better yes. each year. The quality continues to get better, so. And we're continuing to get better. Yeah. Still. You know, and we and the reality the is we make mistakes. Exactly. So it's all good, man. So we back, but man. We've been. What, what's I was going to say that's part of the reason why we went to South by Southwest. It is very true. Yes. To kick that off. So we went to, we actually went back to back weeks uh, to South by Southwest. And the first week we went, I think we were kind of going just to see how we wanted to tackle the second week. Yeah, because I think it's important that we remind the listeners that this is our first big media assignment as yeah. a company. True, true. So, And we- you set that up. I mean, I think a couple of people had hit us up and they were like, I, I knew before we even really started thinking about doing stuff like this, people had hit me up and said, hey, if you've never been to South by Southwest, mm-hmm. you should go out there and check it out. It's a great opportunity. It's great music. It's great food. It's great people. Yeah. So we were always traveling elsewhere on uh, during spring break. So. St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we never that shit. had the opportunity until now. Yeah. But I, I had a great time. I think the second week for me, that's when we really got what we had came for. Yeah. That was true, because like you said, the first week, we kind of just wanted to fill everything out. I think uh, it was also, we were going down first, yeah. or we thought we were going down first, yeah. so we wanted to get a feel, so we could kind of share what we learned with our other podcast that joined us, which was the Quiet Podcast. Yeah. And so- Shout out uh, to Frank and Adia. <laughs> yeah, shout out to them. So it was a lot. First of all, if you've never been, the whole entire city is South by Southwest. It is. Like- Everywhere you go. Yeah, and people are everywhere. Scooters, bikes- Parking is crazy. Yeah. But I think the first week, the first week was when we went down there and I, I, I took my camera because, as you guys know, and we're still searching. So if you know somebody that's a great videographer in the city of yes. Dallas, plug them with um, the information and tell them to email us at info at the reality is. Uh, um, that's T-H-A info at the reality is dot com. If they want to videographer, you know, be a videographer or put their um, or showcase their ring. work, you know, mm-hmm. so. Throw your head in the ring. Yeah. So. I was out there being a videographer and a spectator and trying to do the press thing that we had. And all. you're the face of the of the company. So I was trying to do all of this shit. You were kind of, and and I also want to give you credit while we're on the mic. I do want to give you credit because back in the day, you would have been hella frustrated and I was, first, I was frustrated. You and just didn't know. Yeah, no, I just that's didn't what I was gonna show say. that shit because I know you. I know that you were getting frustrated several that, times. That's why I brought that weed in that uh in my little thing. <laughs> but you like, did yeah. a great job of handling it and just you know pretty much accepting the fact that this is where we are right now. We we're down a videographer, so you stepped in to you know fill those shoes and also maintain the roles that you have for the company. Well, that was definitely so don't difficult. say I ain't never give you credit. But it was so crazy because we and went to the first. No, that's true. 
I, I got I got what you're saying. I want to get to this story because I feel like we've been rambling. So the first week we went to the what is it CBS CBS the Comcast NBC house. yeah Comcast house. Yes. So we went there in downtown and we went to go see the cast of Us. Mm-hmm. So that was with Jordan Peele, Jordan Peele. Um, Lupita Youngo, and Winston, Winston Duke. Duke. So we Bakadu. were trying to we were trying to get in there. And the thing about not being a videographer, like I could do this shit, but that's not my role. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not really trying to get up in the crowd and walk up in a motherfucker face and be putting yeah. the camera all in their face. I just hold face. the camera up, period. Yeah. Just, that, at just, random times. Exactly. That's just not me. Or always looking for the best moment mm-hmm. to make something. Exactly. So we went up. We went upstairs because it was packed. I don't like crowds. So, yeah. we, you know, we were in the press box. So we went upstairs, set upstairs. They had an area to where you could meet Lupita and them before they went on yeah. stage. Neither one of us went in the room. We were so like we weren't even scared. Sometimes we just, I think we're too we're a little too bougie for our own good. I don't think it's bougie. I just think it's one of those things to where we're, we're not, not starstruck. starstruck. I've never been starstruck or whatever. So it's like for me when I saw them, I was like, oh, that's cool. I don't want to be. And in my mind, I was thinking, I don't want to be the guy that looks geeky. Me too. Walking up in there I like be yo, the girl that looks thirsty, or seeming like I'm too cool to shake his hand. There's so many scenarios, and some people are like you know we you know we we think too much. We we do, mm-hmm. but. When I did build up build up enough gall to be like, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and video <laughs> this nigga. Like, I got a little video of Jordan Peele from along the way, and I got a couple of pictures of him. Uh-huh. But it was like literally when I took the camera down from my face, like they were right there. I I saw Winston Duke, aka Mbaku, mm-hmm. from yes. Black Panther. I saw him walking walking through this little black tinted glass, mm-hmm. coming around the corner. But it was like right when I took my camera down, he was right there. And that motherfucker And I looked, looked back at you because I was like, oh, he's going to get a great picture. And, and you literally <laughs> froze. just froze. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> you looked at me. And the thing about it is when I looked at him, he didn't look like Winston Duke. He that looked nigga like looked Mbaku. at me like Mbaku. <laughs> he looked at me like if I would have rose that camera up oh to put to take a picture, you would have said, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I was like, yo. And I looked at you, and it's like he literally looked at me. And this motherfucker's big. Yes, he I'm 5'9", oh but I'm God. a stocky guy. But this guy has to be like 6'5", and he's thick as a defensive end. <laughs> and the nigga thighs is huge. So when he walked by me, he just kind of looked at me, and I was like, what's up, Brody? And he just kind of shook his head like, what's up? And that was all I had for him. <laughs> And I you didn't literally tr- just had, I just you held like my a camera. little kid with your camera. Yeah, I just held it in my hand. I was like, I'm not even supposed to do this shit. Yeah. And then the thing about it too that was, was it was, and I literally, when he got on stage and started talking, I was like, that would have made this whole fucking trip yeah. worthwhile just catching that because it would have been him, Lupita, and then Peel. Yeah. That shit would have been so fucking dope. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, listeners. I'm sorry. Anybody who follows the reality is I dropped the motherfucking ball. Yeah, no, ball. so that's what I was going to say. I was talking about us being too bougie for our own good. But I think it is something that we do have to get over considering yeah. the lane that we're in. Yeah, very true. So I mean, I think getting over everything was a part of this whole trip, too. Oh, yeah, it was a learning experience. Because now, you know, when we da- when we went down there, one of the first things I said, I was like, yo, it's time to kill this shit. Mm-hmm. And this is not me being cocky, but when I saw the panelists mm-hmm. and people who were talking about podcasting and people who were talking about whatever it was that that was their specialty i was like yo next year we need to get a panel together yeah and that was our goal people and have our own shit Mm -hmm. so y'all be on the lookout next year Mm -hmm. because we plan on being on the scene with our own shit and doing the thing man i I was i honestly was inspired the first day i want to be a part of it because i feel like that's a way to get your name out there if Mm -hmm. you have what it takes to execute it because a lot of people aren't great in with speaking in front of people. Yeah. And yeah, I'm sorry. It's a little hot in here, but I feel like I've cooled down. You need to stop drinking. Champagne doesn't do that to me. Okay. So, but yeah, man, I didn't get any pictures for Winston Duke. Um, well, you got some. You got. I got say. some, but yeah, I, I didn't get the didn't one get I wanted. I did close. freeze up on that motherfucker real bad. Um, we didn't. Never, we, you know what? You freeze. We didn't know what we were doing because we were standing in line for like thirty minutes when we could have actually went in with the press. Well, no, we, that but, wasn't our fault. We followed. See, this is the thing. We tend to follow directions. First of all, South by Southwest was full of Caucasian folks. They do whatever the fuck they want to do. I've never seen so many okay. white people in my life. They do whatever the fuck they want to do. And literally, we stood in the line that we were supposed to stand in. It wasn't until people were like, oh, I think I should be over here. And can you know, like, yeah. that's how we ended up getting in. Yeah, because we you well, we were playing by the rules. You heard the white girl say uh, the one the woman was checking the line and she was <laughs> like, are you impressed? Or are you just in regular line, like the regular line with everybody else? And she's like, I think press. Yeah. She was like, can you check? And <laughs> like, bitch, you don't know if you press. <laughs> 
Well, shit, we didn't know. No, we we knew we were pressed, but I got in the right line for that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I was you. in the right line, but she was acting confused, and yeah. that, and that playing ditzy shit got her further. Anyway, so, so we went into <laughs> our next panel, and the next panel we uh, saw were uh, they were talking about Black Twitter. Yeah, and, and that was with Feminista Jones and a couple other ladies. I'm Dr. sorry, Meredith Clark. That was my favorite speaker. That's okay, why I'm yeah, highlighting her. That name. was the one with the shaved head? Yes. Yeah, yeah, she yes. was dope. And the, the funny thing about it was I liked Fem- Feminista Jones from the start because what she did was, first of all, there she was no the music. Mm-hmm. And she needed music to set the tone. So, you know, like we do in the hood, she took her phone, mm-hmm. we improvised, she grabbed a microphone, and she just put the, you know, played some music, put the music on the phone, and it sounded like you was in the elevator. Yeah, So and she was checking the... <laughs> Huh? She was checking the, the white people that was working. Oh, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. And she was definitely putting them in check. You know, I know that, you know, some people, you know, some of the girls on the stage were like, well, look, we could go ahead and get started. She's like, no. She's like, it's for, she's like, black women deserve better. <laughs> and uh, they're going to get these mics right. And then we will start. We already don't have music. We're not going to be underserved today. Exactly. <laughs> then it was a point where one of the panelists was talking. And these white dudes, the the the, mm-hmm. uh, the board operators. the board operators were over there talking. They were whispering, but they were not great whispers. No. So me and you looked at each other like, oh shit. And I looked at Feminist Jones, and she looked over there quickly, and she said, "Excuse me, excuse me." We hear you. No, no. She said, "We're talking." <laughs> no, she said, "We're talking, and oh. we can hear you." Oh yeah, she did say that. Yeah. And then they just got quiet, and she just looked back, but her face was like, yes. "Look her, bitch. <laughs> you gonna I get this it. shit together right the fuck now? <laughs> are you gonna get it?" Right the fuck now. <laughs> and they got that shit together. But you know them niggas are probably thinking in their head like, this motherfucker. Now, I think that that was a great panel. It was. I think, you know, everybody that was on there had lots of information. It was great because was, the analytics of Twitter, exactly, Black Twitter. Exactly. Because everybody looks at Black Twitter and say, oh, it's entertaining. You know, it's funny. We retweet. We sh-, But, but we they out, really broke know, it down black, from they, an academic standpoint. They did. Like the analytics of how much we use it during times of voting, um, during times of crisis, mm-hmm. during times of like um, black, you know, Black Lives Matter movements, yeah. and then the money that's able to be made off of it by people who are efficient and exactly. effective with their tweets. Exactly. <clears throat> like, now, go ahead. I'm what sorry. What I did not like was anytime you're in a room with educated people, educated black people. Let's just people, stick to it. Let's just be honest. Educated black people. Exactly. Educated black people. It's like, okay, who has the biggest dick in the room? Yeah. Like the people and. That's the other thing that she did, Feminista Jones. She said before the panel started, she was like, we will have a brief question and answer, period. Yeah. Do not get up here and plug yourself. And they plugged themselves. And it was about three of the five people that they let speak they plugged, plugged themselves in yeah. a major way, and yeah. it was so irritating. It was so irritating. Like, they literally used the first two minutes to tell who they are, where they work for, what they've done, and then asked a long-ass question. And first then, of all, nobody gives a fuck. Second exactly. of all, it's inconsiderate to the person that's following you. But it's not as inconsiderate to the person following you because this motherfucker was just as disrespectful. Exactly. It's like, he plugged, I'm going to plug myself, even though I know she said we got one minute mm-hmm. and I'm well over one minute and I'm still talking about myself. Yeah. And then I'm going to, and you could see it on their faces. They mm-hmm. were like, hurry up. So I don't think at the end we got the fullness of what they were they were trying to give us. No, not not as far as the analytics standpoint because exactly. it was too much, it was the it was too much talking and not enough, it was too much filibustering. Mm-hmm. And not enough substance in what they were trying yeah. to tell us. Too many people trying to use big words yeah. just to make themselves sound like they were. But other than that, like, all four of the ladies up there were great. They did a great job. Like I said, I just think it's something that we have to work on. And I, I think it was one of their first things. I think this, I don't know if this was the first black Twitter panel. I think panel. that was the first one for them. Yeah. There's been others that discussed black Twitter. So That was what the lady was saying. She yeah. was like, oh, I have one coming next week. Y'all should come to mine. So they had to get that worked out. So then we came down the second time. This second First of week, all, we need to talk about how we missed our last session for that day. What last session? Because we remember we went down the first weekend. Why did we miss the last session? Traffic. And all the roads were blocked off. Is that what you really want to tell them? No, people was riding on scooters and blocked the roads. So we missed our session. And that was one that was most important. Shout out to Esther and uh, Felicia, Felicia here ben. in Dallas. Yeah. They were there doing a So You Think You Can podcast. True. And we missed that. Shout out to them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if they do it again next year, we got them. Good. Now that we know where we're going and what we're doing. Yeah. What topics you got? Because this, this, I feel like this has that all been it. my shit. No. We was, it's all our shit, first of all. Man, I just go ahead and you. give me a topic. Uh, so my favorite uh, panel discussion was this past weekend. And that's where, I, like you said, I feel like we really got what we needed. 
I was interested in the cannabis industry. Mm. I am interested in the cannabis industry. I signed up for this particular uh, panel that was discussing entrepreneurship and licensure, which I was not Mm. expecting it to be a panel of women, first and foremost. Then black women on top of that just blew my mind away. Like I was feeling so inspired. And they were black, black women. And and, and I'm sorry, (laughs) you know, and a lot of people like to say, if you black, you black. No, Mm -hmm. it's a fucking difference. It's black people who love being black and know that they're black and don't change for anybody. And then there are black people who are black for the betterment of themselves and then they act whatever they need to act Mm -hmm. in corporate. Exactly. These women were black through and through. Exactly. So I enjoyed this one particularly so because one of the panelists, which was Hope Wiseman, Mm -hmm. she is the youngest uh, black dispensary Mm -hmm. owner in the U.S. She made a great point, something that really resonated with me, because you know how everybody asks you, oh, what would you do different or what would you change if you knew then what you what you know now? How would you do different? So she was basically saying like her thing was, you know, being too humble or being shy and timid. And she was like, I'm not really doing anything different. She was like, my posture just changed. So basically, once she started really being confident and walking in what she already knew yeah, to do, and believing um, in that's when things started to change for her. And that's something that I go back and forth with because I'm very quiet. I'm very shy. And yeah. sometimes I do still, you know, doubt myself or downplay myself yeah. uh, to a lot of people when in actuality, I have been a major player in some great projects, not beyond Roberts Media Group and beyond yeah. the reality is. Yeah. So that really spoke to me and that was like the biggest takeaway. Yeah. And I, I, now from that same panel, my biggest takeaway that I got from it was a business plan that we're working on. Mm-hmm. They gave a one to six step of how to get one to six in steps of how to get started in the marijuana industry mm-hmm. or in the can- cannabis industry. I know they like that. That's more professional. Politically correct. But they are, their steps one through six gave me a platform or infrastructure to lay out or start working for ourselves Mm -hmm. for our one to six on how to do what we do or how to get to where we've gotten. And also with the posture, Mm -hmm. we also looked at it with ourselves because a lot of people tell us, Hey, you're great. You're doing great things. You know, you guys have so much knowledge. You should be charging for this. Mm -hmm. You know, it seems like you guys are giving a lot of stuff away. You should do this and that. Mm -hmm. Well, we've already been in the works of that, but we did. And sometimes everybody's heard this story where you're like, Hey, you question if what you have is worth buying mm-hmm. or you question if what you're doing is even working, but clearly it is. But sometimes you just doubt yourself because like the movie us is about, we doubt ourselves. We are scared of certain things. And when, what do you do when those fears face you? I don't think it's so much that we've doubted ourselves from that standpoint as far as pricing goes. Cause I think we both know that we definitely have something that's worth being paid for. But sometimes I, I don't think but, that but listen though, been, sometimes I still doubt it because it's a certain success that I had set out for myself. Mm -hmm. And if that success for me has not been obtained at this Mm -hmm. point, it doesn't mean I'm not successful, but I'm not as successful as I want to be. So I doubt myself on certain Mm -hmm. things. It don't have nothing to do with them. It's just one of those things of believing and actually consistently believing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I think my confidence came back for one, it came back as I've gotten better with myself and just counseling and everything else. But it also got better because we did have, 200 300 percent increases across the board in numbers Mm -hmm. and revenue and everything that we did within six months in the last year yeah that's for sure but what also what i was going to say is is also about being around the right people that's very true at the end of the day and and sometimes it's unfortunate to say because you don't want to look at your close friends and be like oh do they really support me or are they just staying they support or even me? past business partners exactly I mean you 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 know I had a my, my brother came to me the other day and it was a guy you know I told you guys years ago about my old business partner before you and he was like yeah you know he was asking about you and I was like we ain't got nothing to talk about he don't need to ask about me mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like I have nothing against him but it's one of those things to where like you say I know that I lost a lot of step. I learned a lot of things, mm-hmm. but I lost a lot of ground because of that partnership. Yeah. So like you said, it's just learning to have, and they talked about that on the panel too, mm-hmm. having the right people around you, having the right people that, that truly believe in you. And they talked yeah. about how, you know, being black women and being black period, they, they have to jump through so many more hoops, you know, in red exactly. tape. You know, we're not getting VC funds exactly. or anything like that. So she was talking about stuff like that. And then she said one of the major things that they did is they, you know, they yeah. crowdsourced it friends with fans and, and family, friends and, uh, friends and family. Yeah. That I, t- I talked to you about after the fact, cause that's something that we have actually never done 
everything that has it's been still, given to us yeah. has been, you know, like one-off occasions where it's like, okay, here's something to help you, whatever. And we appreciate that. Yeah. But we've never but it's done... it's never been no thousand. Or exactly. No, it ain't even been $100. No, we've never done a grand scale. Yeah. Like, hey, guys, yeah. you know, contribute to our cause. Yeah. Help us out here. Like, yeah, like if everything... If you really believe in what we're doing. Everything that you see us doing, everything that has gotten better is coming out. We have it ourselves. Yeah. I mean, we found boots, made boots, put the boots on, <laughs> and then tied the motherfuckers up. <laughs> Cause nobody gave us no boots. I wish somebody would have gave me some boots. Well, somebody gave me some boots. I ain't had no I boots. Just... I even had to find my own socks. I was getting blisters in this bitch. So I didn't bootstrap shit. Don't make me laugh. It's too hot in here. Yeah, it is hot in this motherfucker. In my 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 apartment um, building has we won't have any Ooh. air or heat for the next seven to ten days because of the water tower. They need tower. to give y'all a discount. They do. This I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I've been over here for less than an hour. I'm definitely gonna talk like to the white die. people when I call them. And you know me, I don't get hot like that. No, I think I'm just cooling on it. But it's good. And I smoked a little bit. So with the whole uh, family and friends round. Do we want to go ahead and roll out our family and friends? Right? Not yet, because I just don't trust these niggas yet. I don't either. <laughs> That's so sad. I was literally about to hit up because I did like a email yeah, blast to go out. I don't and trust I was like, nah, yet. they ain't ready. They ain't ready. They ain't ready. <laughs> the thing about it is we could go out of town and mother... I, and it's nothing against the people, but it's just real talk. <laughs> like, you know how many times I've had motherfuckers hit me up and say, yo, I believe in what you do. I'm going to get set up on that monthly thing that you guys for the contribution. Because we have a contribution <laughs> link on our page. Yeah. And I've had so many people tell me, hey, I'm going to sign up for that contribution thing and I'm going to let them hit me up a couple of months. You know, I'm going to... Because you get to set you your own rate. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, you can set that shit up. We don't control nothing. You can go on and say, I want to pay $5 a month. Mm-hmm. I want to pay 10 15 20 whatever, a dollar. Yeah. But those people say shit and it's just a bunch of lip service. Yep. So, no, they're not... I don't think it's ready yet. You know, I think we have a lot of listeners that may help us, but... We'll roll it out in a little bit. But we do have listeners, too, who appreciate what we've done mm-hmm. and know that we, you know, fun and foot this for, you know, oh, ourselves. Yeah. And it's so crazy because I hear a great podcast that I like, like uh, Anna Sell on Dev, Sex, and Money. Mm-hmm. She'll be on there, and at the end, she'll be like, you know, we got these nice little bags we can send out and these little, it's like little trinkets and so shit. taking up an offering. Yeah, you know, so I, that's how I feel see, about that's it. that's the thing. I think about it like a church exactly. thing. Exactly. And I know I used to always be like, how do these motherfuckers asking for shit? I mean, mm-hmm. we got bills and working just like these motherfuckers but, working. So it comes back around to where it's like, if you want to donate, mm-hmm. then you donate. Mm-hmm. But I truly believe if we keep doing what we're doing, yeah. when the time is right, we will have an investor or something's going to happen and what we've been working on is going to slap. And the shit is just going to pay off. Because I really don't. I even had a friend who started podcasting, and I remember he didn't start the route I started. He started straight out charging. It was on Apple Podcasts for a dollar ninety nine. Really? And I remember looking, and I, I said, "Podcast was free." His was a dollar ninety nine. That shit was like in a music section, <laughs> like a dollar <laughs> like, ninety nine per episode. Uh, per episode. Oh shit, we be rich. We <laughs> <laughs> we missing out. No, I'm just but he's not podcasting anymore. I know. You know what a I'm saying? A lot of people like you started. come to a motherfucker and be like, I don't know who this nigga is. You got a name like Gerald or Rodney, <laughs> and you charge a motherfuckers a dollar ninety nine. My hands sweating. Oh my Ooh, turn around in here. It's hot in this motherfucker. My damn notes done went off my phone. <laughs> Shit, I feel <laughs> I like I'm. Boot- I, was say. I feel like I'm bootstrapping it for real. <laughs> I want to say shout out to Frank and Adia, man. These oh, two yeah. people, man. We've always tried to Even get though people. Frank was late as fuck. Oh, we're gonna get to you, Frank. <laughs> we are going to. We didn't get even get the fully enjoy. Oh, Frank, <laughs> Frank Menacon. <laughs> we are gonna get to you. I may bleep out your second part of your government name. <gasps> But nigga, we is getting you. He don't care. Here. He all over he the internet. He, when he listen to this, he gonna be smiling, <laughs> and then he gonna come to the group meet and start texting. Exactly. So, first of all, it was great to have a team. I, I want to say yeah. big shout out to Adia. Yeah. You know, Adia and was helping was us with some there things. Both weekends. And she was there both weekends. She held the shit down on her own. She's one of the pod, uh, podcasters up under Roberts Media Group, mm-hmm. and I'm not just saying this shit because of that. Because honestly, you guys have never heard me even mention her outside of the episode she did with us a couple exactly. of weeks ago. Adia is a hard-working woman. She has kids. She has multiple jobs. She mm-hmm. wears multiple hats. And I, it's one of those things to where, you know, I like to keep it real. She may get mad at me and then love me by the end of this. <laughs> I didn't know who Adia really was. Oh, me either. And I used to think she was lip service, too, to be honest. Lip service. 
and I was like, because I never had the opportunity to see her come mm-hmm. through. And that's you know? the importance of getting together. It is. And doing teamwork mm-hmm. and, build, and, you know, uh, events and building. And it's so crazy because that's another thing we learned at South by Southwest is that we, I mean, not only are we Roberts Media Group, LLC, we are a business. Mm-hmm. And some of the things that jobs do and jobs expect us to do, we are starting to understand them oh, yeah. as we build. We try to do several things to, you know, get the team together as a whole. Yeah. You know, people aren't able to make it. We yeah. understand that. Some and people and just some bullshit. Some people is just I mean, it is disregard. what it is. It's just disregard. So they don't like really we, give a fuck. But well, they want something we. and they don't give nothing. Exactly. So I don't mind saying that I shit. I know. In the beginning, I used to be in my feelings about it because I'm like, okay, I'm going through all this trouble yeah. and it's not really panning out. Yeah. And like you said, it's just like a regular job. It's just like a regular job. Some people are going to work harder than others. Some people are going to want it more than others. And Adia and Frank, to me, in my opinion, oh, yeah. are two people who want what they're, they want what they want and they're working hard to get that. Yeah. And Adia, like I said, I remember when we got in town, I was like, fuck, the hotel ain't ready? Oh, yeah. Because, you know, was the plug yeah, for Adia hotel. was the plug for, for the hotel. And I was like, fuck. And... She came back, you know, when we were like, damn, I, you know, because my ass is. You're very impatient. I was yeah, like, I'm okay, very impatient. just hit us yeah. up, you know, we'll find something to do. But she worked it out to where we can get back in our room earlier. It was late, but earlier than earlier than what we expected to get mm-hmm. in there the second time around. But even, you know, when I text her about it, she apologized. And I said, no need to apologize. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was like, we're a team. Mm-hmm. I was like, I could have better communicated with you and you could have better communicated with me. Yeah. And that's and I, as, a, as a leader, as a business owner, I always try to be what I wanted my managers to be at work. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of times at work is politics to where even when a manager's wrong or employee is wrong, because it's a buddy system, motherfuckers cover for people. Oh, yeah. I want everybody to be on the buddy system. And if you fuck up, you know you fucked up because I put and you on the same level on. as everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what I feel like me and Adia uh, got this week. Um, she just came through in the clutch. Like I say, she was there. She mm-hmm. was, you know, doing everything she fucking could. And she's injured and tired. Yeah. And she was walking the streets with us. She was doing every mm-hmm. fucking thing. So that's why when people give me them whack-ass excuses, like, oh, I can't do this. I, I don't want to hear that. that. Nah, fuck that. I'm going to tell you like this, man. I knew, I, it was about seven years ago when I decided to go back to college. And I knew after looking at one of my black uh, friends, this black woman, in my, mm-hmm. you know, that was a friend of mine. She was married. She had four kids mm-hmm. with her ma- in her marriage, mm-hmm. and she went and got her master's, yeah. her bachelor's, then her master's, and she does other things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't have not one kid, Mm-mm. and this black queen got a husband mm-hmm. that wants to yeah, have sex and man. food and clothes clean and kids mm-hmm. and four kids and work and school and went and got a master's. Yeah, and said, "Fuck uh, this call center." Exactly. <coughs> And it made me, excuse me. And that's what it takes. Say, fuck this call center. Mm-hmm. And I followed her lead. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, Adia, shout out to you. Frank, now we're going to get on Frank. Okay. Frank, you was there. You was there, Frank. He was there for 24 hours. You was there, Frank. <laughs> 24 hours. You was there, Frank. That's all I got for you. You my nigga, you my brody. <laughs> But you was there. That's he all. He enjoyed I, the hell out that twenty four hours. Oh, too. he enjoyed he the hell out of it. He got. He still made twenty eight <laughs> stories on his Instagram. If you know Frank as the franchise on Instagram, he was going Instagram. around tagging the Quiet Podcast stickers everywhere. He is the only Negro <laughs> that's gonna give you twenty eight five and five. And what do I mean by twenty eight five and five? This ain't basketball terms. We're only talking about Instagram. He's gonna give you twenty eight stories. Mm-hmm. He's going to inbox you at least five times, mm-hmm. and he's going to post at least five pictures yeah. on his stories <laughs> damn near daily. Frank going to give you 28, 5, and, and 5. Yeah, I'm going to be a human. That's the name of this podcast. It's going to be <laughs> South by Southwest Recap, 28, 5, and 5. They're going to be like, what the fuck is Frank? Because he's going to give you all the business on Instagram. Exactly. This your next one. He just, I, I mean, need to drink no, as far as Frank goes, he just has that personality. Because even when he came in, uh-uh. like I was, I was like oh, going to give him a late? hard time. Yeah, he came in at almost 11 o'clock. <laughs> that night and we were in the hotel lobby I having drinks. I had every intention of giving him a hard time. And this is what I told as y'all. But this in. is what I told y'all. I said, I know Frank and I looked at all y'all. I looked at Katie, I looked at Adia and I looked at you. I said, Frank is so charismatic. Charismatic. Mm-hmm. He's going to come in. He's going to ingratiate himself with each one of us mm-hmm. 
and apologize. Yep. And you can't help but be mad because he know he's late and fucked up. Uh-huh. But he has a way with people. He just came in and started hugging everybody. And he, 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 he hugged he hugged the deer first. Yeah, did me. And then he came I, when he came over to me, I was getting ready to shake his hand. I was gonna dap him he up. Just, he just slapped my hand out of the way and just leaned down and <laughs> hugged me. So he's that person, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I love you for that, bro. And I love you exactly. for coming out there, man. It, honestly, yeah. truth be told, he didn't have to come. Like, he was already behind schedule. Frank is a grown-ass like, man with a family He could have been like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm not coming. I'm not coming. He still got on the road, yep. came, did his 24 hours, yep. and was out. But the thing about it, too, that lets me know that I'm doing something right with the business and the people that we work with, because I always say nobody works for me, they work with me. Mm-hmm. So the people who we work with, Frank is 44, 45. He w- I'm 36. Mm-hmm. Old heads and grown men don't follow niggas. Mm-mm. Unless they have something mm-hmm. worth following or he ain't following. He walking beside me. Yeah. So it's like when I see that, I'm like, he didn't have to come down here. He could have mm-hmm. said, no, nah, he could have made up some bullshit. You know, like he, got, he got a whole family at home. Exactly. He yeah. And I don't have no kids yeah. and no family. Yeah. So I appreciate you, bro. Now, the one thing that I did notice with South by Southwest was back to the first weekend when we went to go uh, through registration. It wasn't a lot of black people. And especially a lot of black people in media. And not a lot of black people that knew black people to know that they were black people. <laughs> you like putting it out. I'm just saying, it's a lot of these motherfuckers <laughs> in Texas. So, I mean, we saw, uh, I can, I think I could count on one hand how many black people I saw. Until now, the next weekend. <sighs> when the anything came, the Henny Fest. Yeah, oh God. And the rappers. And the trappers and the yeah. cappers and the tappers. And, and that's my one thing we actually set out yeah. on. Because there were a couple of showcases that we were supposed to go to. Trade yeah. True. Um, I yeah. wanted to go see. And what did I say? Fitz I said, and, and I said, I just don't want to fight nobody. Yeah, and I, know and I said, I just don't want to get shot. And we woke up the next morning and, and they sure said enough, it, was it was three people got shot. <laughs> so, yeah, I was kind of glad we didn't go to that. But, yeah, you could definitely tell the difference between the first weekend and the second weekend because all the hood niggas came out in full force. And I felt at home with them there. Oh, hell But yeah. I just smelled trouble like you smell barbecue on the 4th of July. Man, I. We was walking down the street. Yeah. Cause I didn't smell weed the first weekend, but I smelled. Not at all. I it mean, was a you whole know, lot of. white folks smoke weed too, but it was. Oh, yeah. But I, when the niggas came through, the cloud came with them. Okay, so my personal highlight of the trip was being able to reconnect with a, a longtime family friend, and you went with me. Oh to go. yeah, that yeah. was a good. Yeah. So uh, my great grandmother, she used to work for a white family years ago. Yeah. She raised either two or three generations, two, two or three generations of this particular family. Your grandmother was ninety six, so, so people know. Oh God! So, anyways, when I went to Austin the first time, it crossed my mind to reach out to them, and and I was like, okay, I'm gonna see if this happens. Mm-hmm. So he said, come through, whatever. Also, I really wanted to reach out to them because when my great-grandmother died, his wife was pregnant at the time. True. When she had the baby, they named the baby after my great-grandmother. Now, it's like a little kid walking around with the oldest name ever, little Edith, mm-hmm. and I love him for that. She a rambunctious one, too. <laughs> so when we went over, <laughs> I didn't know what to expect because I hadn't seen them since the funeral. So I didn't know what to expect, but I was glad you came along. And we had a great time. Anytime, but. Oh my God. We had a great time. Like the no, conversation was refreshing. Sport. Um and it was just beautiful to see that somebody loves my granny enough as much as I loved her. I feel say he may have loved her more than you. No, that's what I'm saying. But I definitely I think we loved her equally no, in no, our own way. Because he lit up though. But he really showed and for him to be white, like he really showed that he yeah. and for him to keep her legacy alive, that's the most important thing to mm-hmm. me. Because you know me all the time when people ask me, Why you talk about your mom so much? Because I never want to let her be forgotten. Yeah. That's important to me. But tell him what he did with so, his house to to to, to Okay, so he the built his house. Game. He designed it himself, which was completely amazing by yeah, the way. It is. Um and he asked us, he was like, you know, you wanna know why I put my kitchen at the front? Like it's immediately you, at the front. Like, but you, you gotta set it up. Up though, like when we came, when we got out of the car and we were walking up the steps, I was like, "Why do I hear the inside so of the clear. house?" Yeah. And, and when you get on the, like, he has a porch too, mm-hmm. which most houses don't have porches, so it has a porch, and it's like, you, as soon as you walk up the steps, the door, you know, the door is straight ahead mm-hmm. to the left. It's like a wraparound 
um, porch mm-hmm. and it's like windows, you know, like on any house. Yeah. But the way he built the house, he had the windows where they could retract back yeah. and open up like an outside bar, mm-hmm. like at a pub or something. Exactly. The shit was dope. Yeah. So he asked us, he was like, you want to know why I put the kitchen? Because basically when you walk in the front door, the kitchen is right there. There's a dining table. walk right into the kitchen. It's right there. He said, you want to know why I put it at the front of my house? He was like, I thought about it, and back in the day, he was like, Edith, whenever she came over, she had to come through the back, Mm -hmm. and I never wanted her to come through the back. And so I put my kitchen at the front of my house. And he said as a kid, you know, watching her come in, he would ask his dad and and them, like, why they got to come through the back? And Mm -hmm. he was like, they never really told me until I got older, you know, but he was like, I just didn't like that because he was like, Edith raised Mm -hmm. my whole family and me yeah he taught us morals he was like the way i'm not racist that's because of your grandmother mm-hmm. you know and he was like it was he was like he even she even changed people's minds in my family yeah. at that time like gave them a moral compass yeah and that's what she did to our family as well even though we weren't you, you about know. to cry come on no, i'm getting choked up because okay, it, it did make me <clears throat> it did make me emotional because yeah. it, to nah, see, like you could see the oh, love that nigga was happy yeah you could see the love that he had for her yeah and he even, got it on the wall yeah, right next to his daddy. Like in the house. Yeah. Like even something as simple. Not, like, not, he didn't go nowhere and get it and dust it off. No, it was, it was on, on the motherfucking wall. wall in his room. Exactly. Next to the bed. Yeah. Like legit. Yeah. So that did And we didn't eat too. before we go. There. And I know he may listen to this because he asked about the podcast. But we went, got ready to go over there to eat. And what was his name again? I'm sorry. Zach. Zach. And we were getting ready to go over to Zach's house. And I said, oh, we, well, we had just got into town. The hotel, was, you know, was not ready. And mm-hmm. we were scrambling. And I said, oh, we going to eat? And you said, no, nah, we going to wait on Zach. Mm-hmm. Zach said he's cooking. That's your phone. Oh, no, I didn't summon you, bitch. <laughs> I didn't summon you. I don't even know how that's on. <laughs> I don't even know. I didn't know that was an option. Siri, do you want a podcast? This bitch name. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, bitch, retarded. <laughs> she said, oh, did you accidentally summon me? You got this bitch trained? <laughs> hey, white women be right. Oh, man. I'm so just, anyways, yeah, you were a little saying? skeptical about Oh, yeah, waiting. so you said we was going to wait. You said we was going to wait. Because you know, you, you can only eat one time a day. That's so true. So wait. I didn't want to waste my one. My stomach is, I can't really eat a lot. So, you know, I was like, we waiting on him? I said, all right. I said, are you sure? He was like, yes. He said he's buying food because he asked you what kind of food you like so when he said buying i was like i'm okay as we're driving over there you read a text and you said we was like can we come at 6 30 because we running behind as you drink this from the bottle and you text me you, you looked at me and he said you said he said he's making dinner and i said okay I was still so I was we're, worried about going. Like, sorry, Zach. I said, so, you know, because, Zach, I know you don't heard the rumors, man, about white people not seasoning their food. But Zach grew up on the good food. I know. He grew up on Edith. Yes. But when I went there, I was expecting it to be bland. That was some good meat. It was. That was some good it was meat. very good. Good and pie. And set out, like, family he style. He did. He did. Yes. I enjoyed myself, very Zach. Very good host. Very and, good And host. your wife, she was sweet. She yes. was nice. We talked about race and mm-hmm. racism, and it was and it amazing. wasn't awkward. It was amazing to talk to white people about race directly about shit. Mm-hmm. They asked questions that they really wanted to know, mm-hmm. and I used the word nigga, and they knew they still couldn't use it. Mm-hmm. It was a good conversation. Yes, it was. Okay. That did my heart good. And then even after the fact, you know, he was like, make sure you keep in touch, you know. And so I did my part. You know, I feel good because that's something I'm not good at either. Yeah. Because family is, you know, a tricky situation for me. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we made it down there. Um, that's pretty much all I got. I mean, you got something else? No. I, I did think- want to tell him about the time, you know, when we were driving down there. and. No, you don't want to no, tell him about that. I'm, what yeah. you said we no, no, were going to no. talk about was Russell Westbrook. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk about Westbrook. So I didn't know we were going right to. I, I honestly didn't know we were going to make it. To Austin. Don't, well, we were driving. So we drove because Austin, Austin from Dallas is two and a half hours. So I was like, okay. She, Are you serious? We drove your car because I didn't get an opportunity to get new tires. Yeah, we drove my car. We was so it was raining. So it was raining. But it wasn't raining that hard. So I was like, hey, I know you don't like to drive in the rain. Do you want me First to drive? First of all, it's no, not no, no, that no, no. I cannot hey, drive in the rain. Hey, let me. Will I, I have a me, moment to Yeah, you rebuttal? will after okay, I do this ahead. because you're fucking up the story. I'm a good storyteller and you're fucking up the momentum. I don't like this story. So we were driving and, you know, normally me, I don't like to go to sleep. You know, I know y'all have heard me tell stories about Artesia's driving when we first started dating and how reckless it was. I started to drift off. 
about 45 minutes into the trip. And literally something in my spirit said, Anthony, it spoke to me. It could have been because I was a little high, but it something said, do not catch a deep one. As I get to drift, I feel the car kind of tighten up. So I open my eyes from my sleep and I look at her and I was like, why are you so pressed? Like the rain, it was pouring down. And I'm like, why is she not really just driving? Like cars are just flying by you. That, and you, you was like, it's, you was like, it's, you had your own, your elbows locked, grabbing the steering wheel. And you was like, it's just, it's raining. It's just, it's, it's raining. It's so hard out here. And the windshield wiper was going zoom, 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 zoom. Such a so, so, and I'm like, you ain't gonna. And I literally, while you holding the steering wheel, and I can't see neither. I was like, turn the motherfucking speed of the windshield wipers up. It's that simple. First of all, it's that simple. First of all, it's not that I cannot drive in the rain. You do all right. I don't like to drive in the rain because I have a lead foot. I literally drive too fast to drive in elements. Yeah, okay? you almost got us in a wreck, but it was 65 degrees and sunny. Th- no, because you didn't like stop signs. That was <laughs> no, that was you. About that to was go crash Bandicoot okay. into the yeah. So, anyways, back to the rain story. Okay, I kind of got a little bit panicky mm-hmm. because this big old truck just flew by me. You know how like you drive into a storm uh-huh. and it's coming down like sheets. That's how it was. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have time to react. I was just trying to you know stay in my lane and get over. Yeah. Like, wait until this truck get through flying by so I can ease my way over yep. to where I needed to be. Yep. Yo ass pops up in dramatic fashion. Because God told me. God, oh, now you believe in God? I believe in my God, not, not hunky Jesus. <laughs> not hunky Jesus. I'm done. So, anyways, I'm a safe driver. We got there. We made it. We're back home, safe and sound, all thanks to my driving and traveling grace. Now, I do want to talk about white people again. Now, white people, some of y'all always asking me, why are you always on white people? And why are you? Y'all motherfuckers give us reason. Corinne Tyrone. I don't know if that's how you pronounce her name. Don't know what grocery store she was in. But don't even know the full story. Could have been the black guy that started it. Could have been the white woman that started it. But all I know is anytime you spit at me, towards me, or on me, that's grounds to get your ass slapped man or woman and as close as she walked up on him in that video and anytime you use the word nigga with a hard er in front of your own kids and dare me not to touch you as you disrespect me the man i didn't hear him say bitch i didn't hear him say white bitch i didn't hear him say caucasian bitch i didn't hear him say cracker bitch hunky bitch or hillbilly bitch but she said nigga and spit twice like he was nothing I would have slapped this white bitch's head off her shoulder. Oh, yeah. Clean the fuck off her shoulders. I don't care if this statement doesn't get me a job in the future. I don't give a shit. Well, I think you've already been uh, I don't give a shit. put into a box. Because the thing about it is, is this, it, it, it don't matter if she was white, black, green, blue, or yellow. You be that disrespectful to somebody and spit on them? That is grounds for your ass to be beat. Oh, yeah, for sure. And like I said, she t- she clearly must have felt like there was some kind of level of comfort for her to do this yeah. and feel like he wasn't going to retaliate because in the video, she walked up right in his face. Him. And if it wasn't like, for her, I don't know if it's his sister or his girlfriend I, holding him back. But at that point, she would have been laid out. I would have slapped the fuck out of her. Even when she said nigga, it was a white guy in the video that said, now nah, don't. He was literally, he, first of all, he didn't seem prepared. He seemed like he had just woken up, came <laughs> to the store to get some Captain Crunch and milk and go straight back home the way he was dressed and looking. But he walked out of that aisle into a ruckus. And yeah. he was just like, he literally was saying and looking like, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah. And then she literally said, nigga. He said, no, nah, don't say that. And then they gave her the privilege of resigning from her job. Yes, instead of fired. getting this bitch fired. Yeah. But that's all right, because the black fact Twitter of Black to Twitter the to the rescue, which was part of the symposium in, in Austin, Black Twitter going to take care of it. They're going to have that shit posted everywhere. Hopefully, if somebody who's uh, frequent on Black Twitter is listening, find her shit and tag it to where anything, if you are a, a, a hacker or something, tag that shit to where every time a job looks up, mm-hmm. they see that video. Yep. But that's the thing about it. She's she going to have to pay a healthy fee for the judicial system to get those videos offline. Because the, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Because even if a, if if they go Google her, that shit's coming up. Mm-hmm. She has a, a specific name, a name that stands out. Oh yeah. It's not just an everyday white first person's name. Yeah. 
Black and Twitter, get this there, bitch and make sure she has a, 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 prob, a hard time getting a motherfucking mm-hmm. job. Do her like you they did this other white bitch over here uh, the shot uh, Botham John. Oh, yeah. Amber Gaga. Yeah. Be on her ass. She's in jail where she's supposed to be. Is she in jail? Yeah, I don't bail. Oh, I don't the know. The trial is about to Yeah. But at least yeah. they getting that going. Mm-hmm. And she didn't just get free. Thanks to Black Twitter. I hope she don't either. If she do, it's going to be a motherfucking problem. Yeah. Westbrook and uh, I know this is late, but we've been traveling. Russell Westbrook got into it with, uh, I don't. I ain't saying, the, I know his name, but I ain't saying the white a dude's Utah name. Fan. A Utah fan. And a lot of people were giving him flack. When they first saw giving only Russell. giving mm-hmm. Russ flack, when they only saw his part of it, you know, even when I saw that part of it, I sent it to you and I said he had to say some racist exactly. for him to be like fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, nah, on you know on everything I love. Yeah. Like he just didn't give a fuck about anybody yeah. trying to hold him back. He was talking, and then the fact that he said you and your wife, mm-hmm. I literally told you, I said it had to be something racial. Oh, this yeah. is the thing I hate about white people, and those type of white people. For the white people who are offended by me generalizing a statement, I get it. I understand. When they interviewed him after the game, he was like, "I don't know why he was so mad. I just told him to sit down, bro. Put some no, put some ice no on your knees." And he said it was uh, it was heat, bro. And then he just went off. Now the thing about this is, even black people, a lot of people believe that bullshit. And, er- and 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 the next day. Everybody was saying Wesley Westbrook shouldn't have said that. He put his wife in it. But if this man said something derogatory and, and his, his wife, wife regurgitated co-signed. and co-signed on it, that bitch is in the same line. Mm-hmm. Just like this bitch, and Korean Tyrone, however you pronounce this bitch name, and I'm saying bitch because she's a bitch. And since people want to... Yeah, if you so. spit and call me a nigga, or if your husband spits and calls me a nigga, and you side with him, and I get an opportunity to slap, I'm slapping both of you the fuck down. Mm-hmm. And yes, I'm talking violence, because you know what? Black people are always peaceful and always forgiving every fucking body. We've been forgiving everybody since the since, uh, the, the the beginning of time, and white people still fucking take our kindness for a weakness. Now, I those like white fact. people who are over the patriarch society that create this shit, for those white people who are sensitive when I generalize shit. I didn't like the fact that the media or every everybody else for that matter necessarily went straight to violence when they heard him say, and you I'll fuck you up and your wife too. Yeah. We both he know that, that he, you know, he's he in has a position money. of power. Yeah. It's more than one way to fuck somebody up. He fucked him out of night ever going to a jazz game again. Yeah. That oh he's gonna he beats women yeah. or like to put him out there for bad yeah. further. Yeah. And uh you know a lot of times people like to say Mexicans beat women they women and black men beat they women. Mm-hmm. White men do that shit too. Oh yeah. I've never beat a woman. But white men do that shit too. Yeah. The reason I make sure the narrative for me is and a lot of people are like, why are you coming at white folks? Because white people are the ones that people seemingly least expect to do anything. White people still kill. We know they destroy. Women. So it's like they just get away with the shit. Mm-hmm. Getting away with murder probably we was know. created because of those exactly. people getting away with literal bloody fucking murder. Yeah. So as the narrative is created about minorities, black, Mexican, Muslims, and, you know, Middle Easterns, whatever mm-hmm. race, or ethnicity or religion. I want to make sure white people are a part of a new narrative. Yeah. A narrative that they fuck up and they do shit, too. Mm-hmm. They're human. They're normal. They're not superior to anyone. Mm-hmm. I was having a conversation with my kids this morning because uh, I forgot my son. He was listening to something. He was like, oh, this is Monday morning. We need some motivation music. And he was saying something about black power or whatever. So my daughter, she was like, what is up with all of this racism? I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, daddy talking about black people have more power than white people. Tyreek talking about black power. You telling us whatever. She was like, my friend, because her best friend in school is a little Hispanic girl. And she was like, my friend's getting bullied because they calling her. They telling her that she not black, so she white. She was like, I just don't know what's going on. This is the thing about it, man. So I had to let her know that it's not, we're not teaching racism. We're teaching pride in mm-hmm. our race because, because if you for don't, so long, people have tried to make it like we are less than. And they will still and make you feel that exactly. way. And the thing about the it case. is I respect white people. I respect black people. I respect gays. I respect who was it, Sam, that just, uh, whatever his name, Smith just came out and said he binary. He don't identify with anything. Yeah. I don't give a fuck yeah. because it's not no one person's way of saying you should be something. Mm-hmm. And not to be funny, the reason I don't give a fuck is because white people and and have tried to put other minorities in, in a box, box since the beginning of time. Like I said on the last episode in the 1921 quota system, they are the ones who created a legislation to create race to identify people. 
So if somebody wants to be identified, I know genders can't really change. But if somebody feels they are something else more than anything else, let them fucking choose and be. All this hate and shit. Even when I talk about white people, I'm passionate about talking about the shit, but I don't hate them. Mm-mm. I sit down with a white person every other day, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So I don't hate the motherfuckers, but I don't like a lot of the shit that they are built on and the privilege that they have been given mm-hmm. or awarded by their own people and the shit was cut off for everybody else. It's basically just calling else. them on their shit. That's like it. They try to call us on our... I'm going to call them on their shit, That's and I'm not it. scared to call them on their shit. I don't give a fuck about not getting hired for a job like other people do. Mm-hmm. Like, some people won't even come on my podcast or go on anybody's podcast to speak their truth. Mm-hmm. They want to speak it in the dark. But, I mean, what is that doing? Mm-hmm. Who is that helping? Yeah. So, I don't want no parts of that, man. I'm done. I'm good. What is this, episode 240? I don't even know. I think it's episode 240. We're getting ready to leave for D.C. this week, and then we'll be out there. Shout out to the homie Naj, L.A.B. of a Mind Over Matter podcast. I'll be doing a panel with him and Michelle Hope, the sex therapist. She's recently been on Vice TV and CNN. I think she's working on a book. She got a lot of other stuff going on. So if you are looking to get your tickets, go to uh, Mind Over Matter on Instagram. Click on the link, and you can purchase your ticket uh, for the event this Saturday in D.C. I think it starts at 8 o'clock, sponsored by Say. Red Bull, uh, Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. So it's supposed to be a pretty big thing. We went out there last year when he had his event. Last year we were just spectators. This time we'll be a part of it. So I look well, forward to it. You'll be a part of it. I'll be spectating. You'll be a part of it too because you are a part of Robert's Media Group. The reality is. Okay. So I'm a part of it without shit. having to be on stage. Ah. Okay. So. <laughs> everybody, man, go be good to people, man. Yay. Stop fighting. Slap the people who are racist and bigots. Love everybody else. Exactly. This shit is ridiculous. Have some fun. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Drink some water. Masturbate. Watch a movie. Go hang out with your friends. <laughs> and when you go hang out with your friends, do more than just hanging out with them, drinking and eating. Go do something that's going to help you lose some weight. Okay. Not, not gain the weight. Mm. Yeah, we don't if somebody's talking, let them speak. I know that's a contradiction uh, coming from here Lord, on this podcast, but that's just on this podcast. This motherfucker be talking. But I do let you speak. Let's keep that. Mm-hmm. This is just the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I'm serious. And it occurs to excess success, man. That. We'll check you guys on the next one. Huh. What about Ebound? Everybody walking like me now. Everybody talking like me now. Heard on who they want to be now. Yeah. What about Ebound? Everybody walking like me now. Everybody talking like me now. Heard on who they want to be now. What about Ebound? Everybody walking like me now. Everybody talking like me now. Heard on who they want to be now. What about Ebound? I got holes in the dinner. I ain't been home in a minute. What? I ain't never seen no ceiling. Mm. Come a guy, yeah, he nailing. Yeah. Audio, I'm top billing. Yeah. All of my boys dope dealing. What? Super whack, I'm no villain. Mm. Nigga try to take my flow. Mm. Who the hell he think he is? What? I just want to make my dough. Mm. Gotta take care of my kids. Mm. Boss, my beers, Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your face. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your face. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.